Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. The man is still undefeated. You just can't beat the man. Dylan Landry. What's happening, brother? Jason Sheridan on Facebook Live says, It's go time. Jared says, What's up, Tiger Nation? Blaine Smith says, How y'all doing? We're all doing fantastic. But guys, we got a great show in store for you tonight. Before we get started, as always, guys, do us a favor. Do us a favor, hit the like and hit the share. Share into some groups. We would greatly appreciate that. If you are on Twitter Periscope, also do us a favor, hit the retweet for us. And for all of us, or all of you listening to us on the podcast, with our good partners over at Believe, we appreciate it. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We would appreciate that, too. We, and keep the comments coming, y'all. It is finally, finally LSU game week. They ain't played in a month. Arkansas is on the schedule. And they ain't played in a month. It's going to be 21 days since the LSU Fighting Tigers have taken the field. And I'm excited to get back to a post-game show because all of the LSU fans <laughs> win, lose, or draw come into Are You Serious Sports for the post-game show, which we'll be having Saturday, God willing. God willing. But hopefully, everyone is having a very, very good day. Okay. So a couple of topics that we got on for tonight. It is finally game week. What should we expect from the LSU Tigers facing Arkansas? You've had this time off. Can you prevail? Can you come out and win this game? And also going in and leading into our next topic, 
This game versus Arkansas, in my opinion, to date is by far and not even close to the biggest game this season for the LSU Tigers. They have to get back to 500. We will talk about that and much more around this game. We'll break down Arkansas a little bit today. Since I've been able to watch some film on them, what do I see, especially coming off last week when they gave up 63 points to the University of Florida? Also, Drew Brees is out. Jameis Winston is in. How bad is that for the Saints? Is he done for the rest of the season? We will talk about that as well. But guys, I see all guys and girls, I see all of your comments, and we will get to them in just a very quick second. But I would be remiss not to talk about our good friends and our new sponsor on the AYS Network and Are You Serious Sports, the Drake Law Firm. Guys, they have more experience than anyone in the North Shore and Baton Rouge, New Orleans area. Founded in 1981 in the current location at 154 West Pine Street in Ponchatoula, Louisiana, there's absolutely nothing that the Drake Law Firm can't do for you. Personal injury, criminal defense, real estate and successions, they can do that for you. Call today at 985-386-7600. That's 985-386-7600. And tell them Blake Rafino over at a... YS sent you. And as always, our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. GM Varno and Sons has faithfully been serving your denim springs in Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. Drive train repair, RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, truck repair, routine maintenance, tire repair, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you. Okay, so guys, listen. A big game this weekend, and in the beginning of the season, it didn't look like much. It didn't look like much. Let's get to some of these comments. Faux less, drunk less miles. Says 50-50 on making the trip to Fayetteville. You should do that, my man. You should do that. Brandon. Ortego says, it's time for the Tigers to show up, baby. And I can't agree with you more. Brandon, I can't agree with you more, man. It's time that they show up. Alex King says, can the Drake Law Firm attorneys do something about that USA Today bullcrap article? Guys, I'm not going to really make a statement. Now, we made a statement on this exact same thing months and months ago when it did come out. And there's not really any new information that we noticed. Uh, from today's article that would be surprising. Now, Ed Orgeron did come out with a statement saying everything that's going on there is absolute poo, absolute poo, and it's not real. So that he... Look, and the only comment I'm going to say until more of this starts coming out is Ed Orgeron kicked people off the team for drug violations. What do you think he would have done with this? So I'm going to be cautious to see what, what all comes out from this. Nick Rizzuto says, my man, let's get it. I appreciate that, man. Nick Gidry says, yo, yo, what's up? Not much, man. Blaine Smith says, Drake Law Firm, the Houston Texans. Houston Texans fans should sue O'Brien for trading Hopkins for DJ and order of fries. Yeah, man. And look, I had the bills yesterday. If you didn't see my picks, I had the bills at plus two and a half. And thank God we squeaked by at point uh, a half of a point to go four and two. Uh, for our picks. Very, very easily squeaked by. So anyway, 
Look, Arkansas is a very scrappy team. Now, the last scrappy team that you faced was the University of South Carolina, and that went your way. Now, Will Muschamp, and I'm sure we'll continue as LSU fans to hear the name Will Muschamp as this continues to go on. (laughs) We had a dog emergency. A dog emergency. But that was the last real scrappy team and really the last good game that you played. Look, LSU going on the road to face what some believe in coach, head coach Sam Pittman to be Ed Orgeron Light. Ed Orgeron, a defensive line coach. Sam Pittman, an offensive line coach. Kind of a lot going on there in the same thing. Now, everyone will look at the record if you haven't paid much attention to, uh, to Arkansas. They're 3-4 and four and should not be. Three and four. That game against Arkansas or against Auburn should have been won by Arkansas. The Bo Nix alleged spike should should have been a win for Arkansas. But look, there's one thing that I've seen that really I'm going to keep my eyes on. Rakeem Boyd and Treon Smith, the Arkansas running backs, have combined for 160 rushes for 750 yards. Now, you might be asking yourself, well, Blake, that's that seems pretty good. Now, we have a dog barking. Y'all hear my dog, Fendi? <laughs> Let me know in the comments if you hear my dog, Fendi, barking. We had a dog emergency. So, hopefully, hopefully, that will be taken care of soon. But the simple fact that there have been times where Arkansas has not been able to run the football effectively. But they've been able to rely on Felipe Franks, the former Florida quarterback, the former, I guess you could say, LSU commit, who has not been bad this season. 68% completion percentage, 1,678 yards, 16 touchdowns, and three picks. Guys, this team is not a pushover like we anticipated in the beginning of the season. Not even close. So the question will be, the question will be, how does LSU react to a team that honestly has been playing better than you have? Yes, I know that they got absolutely housed last week against Florida. And Florida did expose them in a lot of areas. Can LSU, I guess really and truthfully, can they... Go out there and do the same exact thing. Now, you when you put stuff on film, it's hard to really come back and say, hey, how do we fix it? Because Arkansas doesn't have the athletes. Barry Odom's the defensive coordinator that likes to play a lot of zone coverage. He doesn't like to send a lot of blitzes. Arkansas only has 12 sacks on the season in those seven games. Like to send four-man, five-man pressures. Not going to want to send a a jailhouse blitz. Not going to want to send the house. So can TJ Finley find his rhythm and pick this team apart? I think that he has a good shot. A very, very good shot. Yeah, I did see that. Franks did, says Faux Les, Franks did hurt his non-throwing wrist. I would assume that he will be out there, be able to go out there and give it a go. But he has not been bad. He's actually surprised me a lot because I did not think that he would be doing as good as he has this season. 
I thought by this time of the season he would have been pulled, but he's really done well considering the athletes that he does have around him. Doug Dubiasi, he says, my dogs hear your dog barking on TV. Now they are barking. Thanks, Blake. I don't know. We had a dog emergency. When the dog's got to go, it's got to go. I mean, we got the doggy door right here in the office. Maybe, maybe we should not have done that, but it's okay. Fendi's okay. Fendi's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll let her go. We'll let her go. Nick Rizzuto says, what does a loss mean for LSU? Now, Nick, we were going to talk about that in the next segment, but we'll kind of combine them in here. And he says, does that answer our questions about no fire and heart? Well, it better. I mean, it will. I mean, I, I don't know, Nick, if that question hasn't already been answered. I mean, there's been times in this season where they've played with no fire and no heart. But you've been off a long time. You have had a lot to go out and fix in these three weeks. And Coach Sam Pittman confirmed what we've been talking about really and truthfully for the last two months. Sam Pittman, the head coach of Arkansas, came out today in his press conference and said, look, LSU's really simple on defense, not doing a lot, but guys are in position to make tackles. Man, they don't. So now that it's not Blake Rafino saying it, why don't you go and watch the Sam Pittman interview, a guy who's broken down all the film, and tell me that we're not on the same page. Guys have to go out there and make tackles. And if they do, if they do, LSU will be in good shape. Blaine Smith says Arkansas's linebackers play better pretty deep. No excuse not to be able to establish a run. I agree with that, and also they play a lot of zone coverage. A lot of zone coverage. So you're going to have to be able to establish the run for T.J. Finley and or Max Johnson. Now, Grant Morgan, who's the middle linebacker for Arkansas, is really good. Not the biggest guy at 5'11", 225 pounds, but close to having 90 tackles on the season in seven games, guys. This kid's all over the field. So to answer Blaine's question here, yes, they, they do play a little bit deep, and they do play a lot of zone coverage, but you better watch out for Grant because he's a tackling machine. You're going to be, have to be able to get a hat on him to be able to establish the run. And if you don't, if you don't, you're going to be in some trouble. Lloyd asks, just don't think Tigers defense can stop Arkansas. Possible, but Arkansas's offense hasn't been really juggernauts. But, I, I mean... Mississippi State's hasn't been after they played LSU either. So, we'll see. We will see. Doug says, Arkansas doesn't have the athletes, but they are playing tough. LSU will need to bring the physicality. Now, Doug, I completely agree with that. If LSU does not come out with that heart and that fire and want to, they're going to get, I'm not going to say they'll get their teeth kicked in, but they're going to get beat. They're going to get beat if they don't come out and want to play. Doug, I'm going to go on the record today. So today is the 16th of November, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Something felt different today about Ed Orgeron's press conference. But yeah, I get about you know the stuff with the USA Today article and Glenn Gilbo and all the stuff he's been trying to push because he always does that. Something was different with Ed Orgeron today, and I can't really put my thumb on it right now. 
I can't really put my thumb on it right now. Now, we'll be able to see and to find out what that is come Saturday because he makes it seem like, and he even mentioned about TJ Finley these last two weeks, leading the team and having high energy. If that's the case, and you do have some leaders emerging from, as we said two weeks ago, the freshman class, you could be, you could be, LSU can make a run here, but this is the biggest game on their schedule so far. It's not even close. You can't go two and four. You go two and four, you're in big trouble. Coach Chris Garrett says, has LSU gotten over the Rona woes yet? Yeah, I would say that they would. I would say that they have. Jason Sheridan says, my new LSU swag from RU Series Sports Network comes in tomorrow. Woot, woot. Yeah, guys, we did a, um, and as you can see up here on all the stuff that you can follow and watch us at, it, we were doing a giveaway. We're going to be doing another giveaway, so be on the lookout for that. Everyone likes giveaways. Everybody likes money. Coach Garrett, stay tuned for some AYS. Well, we don't have crimson AYS gear. In defense, we also don't have purple and gold AYS gear either. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Foles says, how short is TJ Finley's leash? I don't think it's that short. I mean, Miles, uh, Max Johnson's been out for two weeks. And the, depending on what Ed Orgeron said today on how big of a leader that he's been, meaning TJ over the last two weeks, I would think that Ed would want to keep him in there. But but we'll see. I mean, hey, he comes out with another bad half. I mean, you don't have a, or maybe even a bad quarter. You don't have a choice. But for less, I don't I, I don't see that happening. I hope I think he comes out and rolls. Uh, this game will tell if LSU completely quit on the season. Well, less again, it's like you're in my notes right here, but. There is people asking the question if players have already quit on the season. You go two and four, and you still got Alabama, Texas A&M, and Florida on that schedule. Yeah, I think they're going to shut it down. You saw what happened today with uh, J.C. Horn. Now that Will Muschamp's out, he opted out of the season. You think LSU's not going to be able to have some of that? We'll see. Matt Gidry says LSU should look a whole lot better with the time off they've had they've been given. Arkansas will punch LSU in the mouth if they're not ready. I agree with that. Joseph, what's up, man? Hadn't seen you in a while. He says, LSU 37, Arkansas 27. Okay. Uh, Chris Garrett says, I know what it was. He don't have to take or to make excuses about getting monkey stomped by Bama. He's got new life. Maybe. Maybe. But champions don't back down, coach. Uh, Esteban says, go Tigers on Facebook Live. LSU needs... The Louisiana kids to bring the Louisiana swag, says James Washington. I agree with that. Alex King says, do we know if Jacoby Stevens is starting? Uh, I would think if anybody's on the defense's leash is shorter, it's going to be Jacoby Stevens. Definitely Jacoby Stevens. Now, Micah Baskerville is actually starting over DeMond Clark per Ed Orgeron today. Ben Rosenberg is coming to whoop Arkansas. We'll see. Hopefully, he doesn't have to even play the game. If your punter doesn't play the game, that means you either turn the ball over a lot or you're whooping some candy butt. That's all I'm going to say. Joseph says, kind of worried about the 11 a.m. start. Plus, it'll be frosty. We better not go out there and sleepwalk like we did against Auburn and Missouri. 
I mean, look, man, we did the same against Missouri, too. What's up? He says, who all comes back from this team? I hope everybody that, uh, I mean, Terrace Marshall won't come back. Ed Ingram won't come back. Jacoby Stevens probably won't come back. But everybody else that's on that team should come back because there's really no reason for any uh, anybody else to leave. Todd Harris is, probably needs to come back. So uh, somehow or another, this game has the Hal Hunter feeling to it. I can see that. Uh, we are Nick says we are no what is diff we all know maybe what is different but we won't go there he's talking about a blonde he's talking about a a, a blonde from the Tanchibaho area I would assume I would assume Jer- uh, Jeremiah says wouldn't Marshall opt out you lose Saturday he will I mean <laughs> I don't I, JC Horn did I'm not saying he will, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. You go two and four, LSU's in a big, in big, big trouble. Big, big, big trouble. Everyone joining the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, we appreciate it. Don't do us a favor and hit the like and share on Facebook. Also, if you're on Periscope, Twitter, hit the retweet and like as well. You can follow us on all the platforms right here, guys. All of the platforms right here. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to anywhere that you listen to podcasts and or and or on YouTube. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Brandon says, do you think Arkansas's DBs can cover LSU wide receivers? No, I don't. But I also think that they forced Matt Corral and Ole Miss to eight interceptions, or was it six, seven, eight interceptions? Wasn't it six? Maybe six. Look, Arkansas's plus eight in the turnover margin. Plus eight. Guys, LSU's plus four. So, yes, they've given up 60, 63 points to Florida. Yeah, they've shown holes in their defense. But, man, they've also shown that they can they can turn the ball over if you don't know what you're doing. And they don't send a lot of pressure. They play a lot of really good zone coverage. And they got a lot of kids with a lot of heart out there. This game, this game is not a cakewalk anymore. Guys, there's no team. There's no game on your schedule anymore, cakewalk. None. You would think that this would be another uh, a Vanderbilt game like in the beginning of the season, but that's not even close. LSU needs to establish the run on offense and be able to stop the run on defense. They do that, and they keep they make Felipe Franks one-dimensional and make him have to beat you. I'll take that all day long. If they can do those two things, I think LSU rolls. If they don't do those two things, it's going to be a long, long night. A long, long night. But Darian says, why aren't more offensive line commits? I think they're going to get them. I think Savion Bird, as Mike uh, Scarborough said last week, and Tristan Lee is a guy, two guys to watch out for, possibly another and or grad transfer. Uh, Brandon says, he told Coach O he wanted to talk to the team, so we'll see. We'll see. That, that can go either one of two ways. He could be able to be a leader and go out there and say, hey, let's roll, or it could be something else. Brandon, uh, let's see, Doug Dubiase says, the Pittman hire at the time was a head-scratcher, but he was proving me wrong big time so far. Yet, by far the biggest surprise in the SEC this year, maybe outside Texas A&M being in the top five. Some people believe that they could do that with Jimbo Fisher. But by far, and not even close, the best surprise in the SEC. Not the best surprise in college football. That, in my opinion, goes to Indiana. Never thought Indiana 
would be able to do what they're doing right now. But it goes to Arkansas. Kari says, win or lose, all I want to see is fight. We've been talking about that for weeks, y'all. We've been talking about that for weeks. Derek says, what does it say about the team? They are turning to freshmen for leadership. Means you don't have upperclassmen with leadership. Now, I'm glad your quarterback's the one going out there and, and, and forcing the leadership, right? Like, he's the one pressing the leadership. Blaine, or not Blaine, Ryan Mayer says, Blaine Smith, you saying, but Hogs are not a bad team. No, they're not a bad team at all. Nick says, I know it is different, but would it be interesting to go back to TJ's high school film and see how he responded after a loss? Well, you could do that for pretty much every game that they played in Pochettula while he was there because he didn't have much help. And all of a sudden, you make a couple coaching changes, and here they go. They're off and winning. So, I mean, he's responded great. I mean, was it two years ago or was it – no, was it two years or last year – Last year, he put up 70 points against Denham Springs coming off the work, a horrible loss, and put up 70 points and threw for seven touchdowns. But he's highly inaccurate, though, remember? Highly inaccurate, but he can throw for seven touchdowns. Guys, you can't call into the show, 225-435-9387, 225-435-9387, if you want to call in to talk about the game this week. Um... I was checking a text because someone was saying something bad about Orgeron. You know that I got to check a text if someone's going to say something bad about O. Joseph says Arkansas will will be pumped. This is the game of the year for them. This is the this is and the bowl game they attend are both trophy games for a bad team. These past five years they'll be ready. You know it's interesting though, Joseph. They just they're coming off a sixty three point. I mean they gave up sixty three points from Florida coming off. A really, really tough game. They didn't perform well. How do they respond to now? I mean, they just got their... You're talking about getting your teeth kicked in. They definitely got their teeth kicked in. So, I think it's for both teams. How do you respond in this game? That would be very, very interesting. Uh, A couple more things before we get into this. I mean, I know we're merging the two. I know that we're merging the two segments on on the top there. All right, we're taking a phone call here. All right, you're on the line with Blake Rafino and Are You Serious Sports? Who do we have the pleasure of talking to tonight? Hello, Thomas from Madison, Mississippi. I talked to you a few weeks ago. What's up, man? How are you? Doing good. How are you? Oh man, just hoping this upcoming Saturday the Tigers will come out with a victory. Oh, me too. Been struggling all year. Quarterbacks out for the year. Defense isn't there this year. Just hoping Tigers can flip the script this weekend. What do you want to see from the Tigers Saturday, even if in a loss? I mean, I don't want them to or think that they will, but what do you want to see from LSU this Saturday that is just that you're number one? I want to be able to run the ball between the tackles and then most. Importantly, I want the defense to actually show up this weekend. I want to see some LSU defense. I want to see them to get after Felipe Franks a few times. Okay. I, I like that. Now, let me ask you, do you – I know that it's been a lot of controversy, especially at the running back position. Ty Davis-Price or John Emery, would you just keep that rotation going as it sees, as it sees fit? I think you need to stick with Emery as your number one. 
I mean, you always have uh, Ty Davis Price back there who, you know, you got a stable of really good running backs. But I think you need to stick with John Emery because he looked really good at the beginning of the year, especially as a pass catcher, not only as a runner, but, I mean, he's a five-star running back coming out of high school, and he's, he's, very, he's shown he can get the job done. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I I also think that Ty Davis has done some good things. I wouldn't mind the running back by committee. It just depends on when you're putting them in. Now, I trust Kevin Falk, but it just seems that his running back rotation at times has been a little suspect. Yes, it has, but you have four really good running backs, but the offensive line just isn't there this year that you had last year. And that I feel like that's part of the problem. And that's why Kevin Falk keeps mixing up this this uh, rotation. Well, let me throw this at you now. SEC StatCat came out with a stat this past week. Miles Brennan and TJ Finley, Miles Brennan being number one in all of the SEC, and TJ Finley with 30 attempts, okay, at least 30 passing attempts, was number three with the most time to throw the football in the pocket. So can we really say that this offensive line has been bad, though? That's the question that I keep asking everybody, and I keep I, I just I, I want to hear if I'm off base here because I don't think that you can't really convince me. I guess what I'm trying to say that they've been bad when the stats don't really lie, and you've had more time in the pocket than anyone in the SEC, right? All right, so the pass blocking is better than the run blocking. Is all I gotta say. Yeah, I feel it the has run been. blocking. Mm-hmm. Is much worse than the pass blocking. The pass blocking's been there. It really has. But the run blocking has not been there for our backs to find a hole. I mean, against Vanderbilt, sure. Against Mississippi State, no. Against South Carolina, it opened up, yeah. But, I mean, what's going to happen? I mean, Florida's defense hasn't looked that strong until they played Arkansas this past weekend. But, I mean, then again, it's Arkansas. But, I mean, maybe we just got to find our running attack again. And then LSU will look more like LSU. Yeah, I mean they gotta they gotta establish the run, and I think another thing too to help establish the run is getting some small passes out to John Emery in the flat, like they did with Clyde last year, which we haven't seen. Yeah, get some get some quick throws for TJ Finley this weekend against Arkansas because Arkansas's defense has played pretty well this year for the most part. I agree. Well, man, I appreciate your call, and hopefully you'll call into the post game that we'll have Saturday, and hopefully it will be. A, a good post game at that. Absolutely. Always good talking to you. You too, man. Thanks. All right. Getting to some of these comments, Reginald Cormier says the rush blocking has been bad. But see, Reg, I, I, I mean, you. yeah, I could see that against Auburn. But, but again, you're still having running backs averaging five yards a carry and at least one running back averaging five yards per carry all season long. But, I mean, they're not great, but I don't think that they've been terrible. They did play bad against Auburn, Brandon. I will agree with that. I will agree with that. Let's see. Joseph says, Emory will be one of the best backs in the country next year if our O-line gets better, and I think that they will. Hell, I think that they'll get better this week. I mean, man, look, they got to be better, and I think they'll be better. I think that they'll be better. I forget who asked the question up here. Derek asked this. Are you implying O has a little bit more hitch in his giddy-up? Um, if you listen to that press conference today, guys, he's definitely, definitely got some more giddy-up in it, or hitch in his giddy-up. 
Now, whether it be from something off the field or on the field, he's definitely got some more giddy up. Okay, I we'll keep on this topic. We'll keep on the topic. We'll just merge the two together. But we got to pay some bills around here. We got to pay them bills. And guys, let me tell you something. There's nothing more than I like than a brand new car, especially, especially when it comes for my friend, Woody Clark at Robinson Brothers Ford. Guys, go see my good friend, Mr. Woody Clark over at Robinson Brothers Ford, 11455 Airline Highway, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70816. That's 11455 Airline Highway, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Hashtag Ask Woody, 225-603-5432. That's 225-603-5432. And ask him, or tell him, Blake Rafino at AYS sent you. And for the number one real estate firm in all of the North Shore, go see all of their great listings at Your Home Team LA on Facebook. Go to team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com. Team.kw.com. 467-7355, 95-467-7355. Tell him Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you. Okay, here's some things that I think of why, and this is going to be the two segment, why I think that this game is the biggest for LSU this season and it not really even being close. There are some good things to this. Okay, there are some good things. Now, Ed Orgeron has never lost back-to-back games in his tenure at LSU. Now, not playing Alabama the following week off a loss definitely helps that. Definitely, definitely helps that. But guys, I'm a little afraid of what's going to happen and start happening around LSU if they don't start picking it up. All right, we got a phone call. We'll take the phone call here. All right, you're on the line with Blake Rafino and Are You Serious Sports. Who do we have the pleasure of talking to tonight? Hey, Blake, how you doing, buddy? This is uh, that dude, K. Hayes, man. How you doing, man? What's up, K. Hayes? How we doing tonight, man? Nothing, man. You know, hey, look, I just wanted to be short and sweet for tonight. You know, for this Arkansas game, I would put a video presentation in the locker room and just go down the top 25 with this team. And I would point out the the fact that Coastal Carolina is ranked number 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Louisiana Raging Cajuns are ranked number 24. Mm-hmm. Okay. Marshall is also a 15 team. Now, all these are, you know, the programs that don't have any so-called four- and five-star athletes. And these are also programs that generally don't get the quote-unquote best kids in the country you know and i would just have all these players do a soul check a gut check and if they feel that these teams have better athletes than them then hey you know they need to go ahead and get in the transfer portal or maybe they'll suck it up look inside themselves and play like they're supposed to or you know they'll show that they are some of the best kids in the country i don't know what do you think oh I think that this team is suffering from two things. Number one, I think they're suffering from a big-time departure from the 2019 class. They should have been able to hold on to some guys that they lost, Sadiq Charles and others. So I think that they're suffering from that. I think the biggest thing that they're suffering from is not a talent problem, 
but I think it's from a lack of want to problem, a lack of leadership problem. And I think that instead of being the hunter, they've become the hunted. And anytime that that happens and you don't have fight and you roll over, you're going to get your teeth kicked in. There's not a team in the country outside of your maybe top four, top five. Here's the thing. Florida's not more talented than LSU on paper. Maybe your Alabama's, Ohio State's, and Clemson's. But outside of that, nobody's more talented than this team. So that only comes down to two things. Number one, coaching, where, yes, Bo has been bad at times, but I think that it's been more on the second part of this, the players not wanting to. You know what I would do to your point, uh, Kay Hayes? You know what I'd do? Do you remember the Tyron Matthew punt return when LSU's offense couldn't get going against Arkansas and he took that thing to the house from 80 yards out and the, how roaring the stadium was? I would, I would show that. I would show clips from last season and, and see if this team responds to that because I think it's a hard thing. Do not believe it's a talent or a lot of times coaching thing. All right, Kay, we appreciate your call, man. Um, Foles says, just shows how you how screwed up 2020 season is with all these teams ranked. It does. It also, look, Penn State hasn't won a game. Uh, Michigan's only won one game. I mean, LSU is not the only Power 5 team that's going through this, but LSU is also not Penn State and Michigan, right? They're not them. They're just not them. There's no excuse for what's going on there. Um, that was a nice catch. Perfect throw, though. I guess you guys are talking about Monday Night Football. Our views are a little down. You guys watching Monday Night Football? Okay. All right. It's okay. It's okay. I guess I'll let you watch Monday Night Football. <laughs> uh, Reginald Cormier says, Blake, this might be seem small, but even our hype videos are clap, bro, or chat, bro. Maybe you're saying crap. Swagless. I haven't really seen one, Reg. Like, Reg, I haven't seen one all year. Man, I got that swag. Like, I haven't seen one. Not one that makes me get up my chair and, like, want to run through a wall. Not a lot of energy around that building, man. Hey, Hayes, sorry you got cut off there, man. Sorry about that. He says, those Hulk kids going to play be playing for Brandon Bullsworth this year. LSU needs to come uh, <laughs> come correct. I agree with that. Alex Keen says, there's really no college football program in real football shape right now either. Yeah, there's not. Ryan Mayer says, and Ryan, see, we put your comments up there, my man. It's the... <laughs> Not missing you. We still have nothing but love for you, Blake Rafino. I know. I know. It's all good. Uh, Blaine says, convince me we will win again this year. Um, What's Arkansas done to prove that they can't be beaten? Matt Corral threw six interceptions against Arkansas. Um, Ole Miss's defense is really bad. Who else they got? Texas, do you really tr- trust uh, Kellen Mond? I mean, there, there are winnable games. Very, very winnable games. Lloyd, Lloyd, I'm going to get back to your uh, question. We're about to get to some Saints talk. 
Brandon says, I think Brandon Marshall has had some swag. Maybe, yeah, maybe Marshall. You're talking about Terrace Marshall? Yeah. All right, guys, I want to get to the Saints before we get out of here because usually we wrap up after 45 minutes or so. Uh, Look, before we get to that, let's do this. Guys, before we get out of here, go see my good friends, Mr. John Patton and Mr. Mike Bazile. Mr. John Patton over at Area Home Lending and Mr. Mike Bazile, the greatest financial advisor in the state of Louisiana, 504-343-1576 and 225-663-2500. Listen, let me... The Breeze injury is going to be something to watch. Is he out for the season? A lot of people think that he will be out of the season. Look, Deshaun Watson, though, the collapsed lung and fractured ribs, Deshaun Watson actually played with that injury a couple years ago, if you remember. Couldn't even fly on a plane to Kansas City because they were really scared that if he got on a plane in that altitude, he would get really hurt himself with the collapsed lung. So I'm not going to say that Breeze can't come back this season. I'm not saying that Breeze can't come back in four to six weeks. What I am saying is I think it's going to be difficult. Now, I know last year, I know last year that you went 5-0 with Teddy Bridgewater and then Teddy got the contract and Drew came back and you got to the playoffs. I get all of that, but man, this is different. This isn't a, a, a torn ligament in the thumb. This is a collapsed lung and fractured ribs. Now, look, Jameis Winston, for all of the crap that he's taken, all the interceptions that he's thrown at Tampa Bay, all the ridicule he took for eating the W, eating the crab leg, eating the W, all that stuff means absolutely nothing right now. Right now, I think that Sean Payton is a really good offensive mind and can put him in positions to make really easy throws. Now, I know a lot of people talked about, well, man, there was times he really looked bad. Do you remember Teddy Bridgewater when he came in against the Rams and looked really bad also? So I don't really want to put, oh, well, he came in on a half. I think there was a time there he was 6 of 7 for 60-something yards. So it's not that Jameis Winston doesn't have the ability. It's not that he doesn't have the talent. But it's going to be something to watch. Last year when this happened, Taysom Hill, his role took a really, really big nosedive where you rarely saw him. Does Sean do that again? Now, the good thing is, is that this did happen last season and you went through it last season. You went 5-0. and Can Jameis be that guy that comes back in? And here's another thing that I think it could be a blessing in disguise here. If Drew Brees doesn't play next year and Jameis Winston comes out and balls out, you mean to tell me you don't give Jameis Winston a contract? It gives you two options. Either you stay with Jameis Winston, or if he doesn't do good, you move on from him and you still have Taysom Hill. If that's the future that you want to go, even though I don't believe that they should go with Taysom Hill as their future quarterback, it still gives you that option. But the Saints are going to face the Falcons twice, the Broncos, and the Eagles in the next four games. All of those games are winnable, even with Jameis Winston as your quarterback. One thing last year in in those five games that happened that need to happen again this year is your defense really focused and got after the quarterback and really wrecked offensive teams, notably Seattle, to start it all off. 
So you have a defense that really has played really exceptional the last two weeks. Can they do it again while Breeze is out? Can they do it from four to six weeks? It'll be interesting to see. Ryan Mayer says, I don't know, Blake. 32 TDs and 34 interceptions scare me. I'm not saying it shouldn't scare you. What I'm just saying is is that the man, I mean, Jameis Winston isn't the worst quarterback in the NFL. Not even close. And can Sean Payton help him reduce those interceptions? If he can, if he can, you still have a guy that threw for 32 interceptions last year and over 5,000 yards. So if you can if you can eliminate the turnovers, I think you'll be okay. Uh, I'm just praying Jameis don't turn the ball over. Yep, that's what we just talked about. David says, I don't trust him. Plus, he has a sore wrist from game this past Saturday. He must be talking about Felipe Franks, David. Uh, Drew is a tough guy. I say three to four weeks, especially if he if we took a loss in one of those games. Yeah, I mean, look, Drew's going to do everything he can to come back. I think that this is his last year. I think it's the last ride for him. And it and so it is. And he wants to go over to NBC and do everything with NBC. We'll see. Brandon Ortega says, at least now we can open the offense up and throw the ball downfield. This is an interesting point. The last two weeks have been one and two for throws downfield for Drew Brees. And some have argued that it's been some of his best offensive work to date at times and in series. Series. Is series is a word, but in series. So that's what I'd say. Um, a full game plan for Winston will look good, will look good, says Dylan Landry on Facebook Live. That game plan was for Drew. Yeah, I, that's a good point, Dylan. That's a really, really good point because, look, Teddy Bridgewater, when he came in against the Rams last year, looked really bad, and you were really worried, and then he goes 5-0. and Alex King says, good show, Blake. Is the AYS merchandise store back up now? I need an AYS hat. Yeah, we're having some difficulties with the URL for whatever reason, but we'll get it back. We're going to get it back. So Nick says, so if this is his last year, who do you go after next year? Well, again, Nick, I think it's a blessing in disguise. I think if Jameis comes in and does really well, let's just act like this was Teddy Bridgewater from a season ago and Drew would have been stepping away. Do you not offer Teddy Bridgewater? If Jameis comes in and does really well, and let's say Breeze is out for another five weeks, do you have a scenario where Jameis could go 4-1, and one, Five and one, five and zero, oh, whatever it may be, and does really good. Let's see Teddy Bridgewater's stats from last year. Hold on, guys. Let me Google this. Teddy Bridgewater stats. No, not the injury. Stats. Twenty nineteen. Let's see. Last year, Teddy Bridgewater four. No, not. Okay, here we go. Let's see, he played in nine games, but started five, went 5-0, five and oh, completed 68% of his passes, 1,384 yards, nine touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, 61 first downs, a long of 45 yards. I mean, look, his yards per game, yeah, a little down, but had a quarterback rating of 99.1 out of 153. That's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. 
That in some areas that would lead the league. That would definitely was leading the division. So if if Jameis comes out and does something like that, and you see what Teddy Bridgewater is doing in Carolina with Christian McCaffrey being out, I mean, name a weapon for him. Name a weapon for Teddy Bridgewater that I mean, I know the people that play fantasy might know, but still. Robbie Anderson is his number one receiver. Uh, Ryan Mayer says, I think the Saints' future QB is in the draft now. Which year? I don't know. What do you think, Blake? I think that this year has six potential first-round quarterbacks. And if the Saints are sitting there, they probably should go get one. Now, who would that be? Some people think that Kyle Trask could fall to the end of the first round. I wouldn't mind uh, uh, Peyton going and getting a guy like a Kyle Trask. Can they move up? They're not going to be able to move up to one and two, so Lawrence and Fields are out. But you got Trey Lance. I mean, you've got quarterbacks out there. Mac Jones. Who? Man, if Mac Jones comes to the Saints, and I know LSU fans don't want me to say this, I'm always going to say, who, Mac Jones? <laughs> Brandon Ortega says, the defense looked really good the last two weeks. I agree, Brandon. I wholeheartedly agree. I think that they've looked fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. All right, guys, well, we're going to get on out of here. My name is Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. One more shout-out to our new sponsor, on AYS, the Drake Law Firm in downtown Ponchatoula. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. 985-386-7600. And tell them Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you. And guys, we'll see you again tomorrow. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on everywhere that you listen to podcasts. And we'll be back tomorrow. We will have a guest. I don't know who. Just yet. (laughs) But we will have a guest. Hopefully we can get him in for the live stream. Guys, y'all have a good night. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.